This is Woody Huffines, and this is the Owner's Voyage podcast, or the journey to business ownership. How do you go from being an employee to being an employer, or being unemployed to being self-employed? That's what we do, is we talk about all the steps that you take and the things that you can do, the things that you can think about to make that journey as much fun as you can make it, and to make it as rewarding as you can make it, and maybe avoid some of the rocks and shoals that sometimes that voyage produces for you. Hope you join us. Welcome to episode number six. How will you get started? We've talked about why. We've talked about my why. We've talked about your why. We've talked about who. We talked about what. Now let's talk about how. You've decided that you want to have a business and you have customers and you have a concept of who your customer is. You got a customer avatar. Now you have the idea of what you're going to do. How will you get started? Is it an internet business? Do you need to get smart about internet stuff? Is it a franchise? Are you going to hang up a shingle and consult? There are several questions that you need to kind of work through to decide how it is that you're going to start this business that you've decided to start. The first one is the resources that you have available to get this business started. Obviously, there's money. Money is a huge resource. You have a lot of money that you're going to be putting into this. How much money can you put into it? If you have a retail establishment that you have to do, that money number is a big, lot bigger than if you're going to do a, a consulting gig. But along with the money, the next thing that you have to worry about as a resource or the next thing that you should consider as a resource is time. How much time do you have to get the business started? And is this a side hustle where you need 10 or 12 hours a week that you're going to put in on this, or is this going to be a full-time thing that you're going to go do? Side hustle versus full-time gigs, a big difference on how you're going to get that business started. And in each of those things, you need to write it down. It's not just a matter of when you're thinking about starting a business or when you're beginning the business starting process to just kind of have an idea how it's going to be you need some concretes and that's hard for some people less hard for others but to write those things down so how much money do you have how much time do you have because those are the resources that you can get after those are the resources that you need to quantify and if it is money and you've got a lot of money to go start it. Do you start it with a bunch of money or do you start it with a little bit of money and ramp up to see if it's successful? And then the other thing about the time and money continuum is how long do you have to make it successful before you run out of money? What is the time horizon you need to look at to get to a place that you can sustain the business with the money you're making out of the business? Well, there you go. So the resources are going to be time and money. Pretty straightforward. Next resource that you need to think about is the who's or the people or the other folks that you will have that you can reach out and touch to get this business started. And that may be a CPA. Get that CPA in place and talk to the CPA about this business startup and get some rel- get some pretty good advice about how you're going to approach the financials of the business. And the CPA will help you determine whether you need a Schedule C um, business, which is just your income and the business income is the same. Is it a, you know, is a Schedule C business? Is it a S-corp business? Is it a limited liability business? Is it a C-corporation? If you spend time with an expert, they can 
answer some of those questions about how you're going to go about starting the business. And that's the how to get that business started. For example, the latest business that I put together, I did it as uh, what's called a ROBS. It's a rollover for business startup, which basically took some money out of a 401k and made a, another 401k to the benefit um, uh, of the C-Corp. And then the C-Corp then is owned by that 401k. So I was able to take some 401k money and do a business startup without it counting as a withdrawal. Really interesting way to fund a new business. One, especially if you're 57, 58 years old, uh, your job situation's changed. Now you're looking at, I really can't retire right now, but I really don't have a lot of money to do the things I need to do with, and how can I get to that money? But it's a way to go look at using your 401k for a business startup. It's risky because it's your retirement that you're after, but it is an alternative to business funding that you haven't thought about. There's SBA loans, there's small business loans, there's family and friends. How do you put the money together to get this started? How much money is it? And then run all of that through a CPA that'll let you know what kind of tax advantages you have and other things. The next thing you need to consider is an attorney, especially if you're doing a franchise business because the franchise business is very different. And if you are like I was when I was in the Fortune 500 construction business, I looked at a whole bunch of contracts over my career, a lot of big contracts. A franchise contract is completely different than any contract you've ever seen before. Having a good franchise attorney to go over that contract with you and kind of get some ideas as to how to manage the franchise agreement you might sign, really important. Same thing with the lease. When you're thinking about leasing a space, what do you have to do? The same thing with... Um, if you're doing business, uh, the content business, if you're doing blog posts and things like that, an intellectual property attorney might be appropriate to get you the information that you need about how intellectual property works. If you're a photographer, you want to start a photography business. Again, intellectual property, how do I copyright things? So you've got something that you want to go do. Now let's round up those resources that you need to get there. So you've got the money and you've got the time and you've got the time horizon and then you've got the outside resources that you might need for somebody to help you get the business started. And then the last one is the skills that you need to have the business and do the business thing. We've talked about Ikigai, and I hope you've enjoyed that discussion. But, for example, one of the things that I was looking at when I was starting this latest business was to be a photographer because I'm pretty good with a camera, and I enjoy it. So... It answers that I'm good at it, and it answers that I enjoy it, and it answers that it makes a difference in people's lives. My concern was I didn't know how I would make enough money fast enough as a photographer to get there. So I had the skills necessary to do the job, but I may not have had the skills necessary to do the social media marketing and the things that I needed to do to get there fast enough to make it pay. So that is the next thing I would suggest to you is do a skills inventory. What do you know about? What do you not know about? As I've mentioned before, a long time ago, I had businesses and the way you did business on the dry cleaning business, for example, is you went to the golf course and you played golf with the attorneys and the judges and the doctors and the business people on the weekends and let them know that you had a dry cleaner and they would come use your dry cleaners because that's how you did marketing. Pretty much. Or in the yellow pages, maybe an ad in the newspaper. That's how long ago it was. 
So when I got started in this business, everything I knew about social media marketing, you could write on the head of a pen with a magic marker. Didn't know how to do a Facebook ad, a YouTube ad, a pre-roll ad for YouTube, Facebook, Google ads, AdWords, AdSpace. There's a thousand things I didn't know about marketing in today's day and age. That's a skill that was important. So that's the next thing that I would ask you to do is think about what are the skills that are important. And that is going and finding somebody in the business that you want to be in or in a similar business and talking to them. Remember, last time we talked about go talk to somebody that's doing the business that you want to do to see if the day-to-day activity of that business interests you. Remember when we talked about that? I mean, if you find out that as um, as a tutor, you have to spend every day, all day, dealing with parents who think their kids are brilliant and they're arrogant and they're mad at you because the kid flunked a test and that's the person that you want to help, that sounds great. That's the person that drives you nuts. It doesn't sound so great. Well, along with those skills or that knowledge that you have about what does the day-to-day business look like, The other thing that you need to think about is the business services that you will use to see what skills you have and which ones you either need to develop or to buy. So, for example, I didn't know a lot about marketing. So every time I'd start talking about marketing, my hands would sweat. I'd get really nervous. I'd get tense. If I'd be in a phone call with somebody who was talking about marketing and my shoulders would get tense. And it's like I almost had a, a headache because everything above the waist was just tense. I didn't really understand what they were saying. I really didn't understand what we needed to do. I really didn't have a good concept as to whether the money that I was paying for the internet marketing that I was doing, was it good dollars spent or bad dollars spent? So as you look at the things that you need to do for internet marketing, for example, or for computer stuff, putting together the computer or the applications or the system and the network, thinking about what you're going to do for advertising and traditional advertising and what you're going to do for traditional marketing and thinking about how you're going to network and where you're going to network and who you're going to network with and do you have the interpersonal skills to do networking well if networking is required and where might you learn the interpersonal skills to do networking so that you can do better. Think about Toastmasters. Think about what books you'd buy about internet marketing. In other words, there's a set of skills that you're going to need to run the business and while you can hire someone to do those skills, if you you don't know anything about them, then you don't know whether you've made a good purchase or a bad purchase when you hire somebody to do them. Now, make a choice, make a line. What are the things that are one-time opportunities for learning and what are I'm going to be doing it all the time? For example, when you set up a C corporation and you and you do a rollover business startup and you have a franchise attorney look at things, those are one-time things. You don't have a franchise attorney that looks at your franchise agreement every month. And as a small business owner, you may not be signing a new contract every month. So maybe you don't need to get really smart about being the attorney and what the attorney needs to know because it's an infrequent expense. And if you trust somebody and you found the right guy, you probably don't need to learn a lot about it. You just turn that over to your CPA and to your lawyer and to your insurance agent. The things that you do on a monthly basis, a daily basis, in terms of networking or in terms of internet marketing, social media buys, social media posting, those are things that you can hire someone to do it But if you don't understand them well enough to know whether you've hired somebody that's good or bad at it, it might cost you a lot of money. So that next thing that you're looking at when you're talking about putting the 
the business together is the skills. So make sure that if it's something that's an ongoing thing, that even though you can hire somebody to do it, you probably need to learn enough about it so that you have the right people to hire. So there's money, there's time, there's the skills that you hire, and the skills that you have to learn. How do you write all that down and put it together so that you have an idea about how you're going to start that business? Is it a full-time gig? Is it a part-time gig? How long do I have to make it profitable? Write the questions down. Write down the answers. Brainstorm about it and come up with answers that you're comfortable with and then find a trusted advisor, find a good friend, talk about with them because if you're like me and a lot of other entrepreneurial types, you get really excited about it and you may not see a really big hole about how you're going to get this done that somebody that loves you and cares about you can see. So join us again on the Owner's Voyage where we talk about the journey to business ownership where you go from being an employee to being an employer or being unemployed to being self-employed. We look forward to seeing you. Give us a comment. Go to the show notes. Drop me an email. Let me know how we're doing, what you'd like to hear about next, because I've got a lot of ideas, but I'd like to hear about yours.